Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Here we go. Oh, yeah. Good morning, good people. Welcome to A to Z Sports Live, presented by Boston Scientific. Streaming live on YouTube and Facebook. And of course, I am your host, Will Skywalker Still, Boom! Boy. This thing came out of nowhere. But coming up today... We're going to discuss the position that came out of nowhere as a potential first-round pick. More rumors heating up around the market of DeAndre Hopkins. Plus, we'll touch on in the roundup, the NFL. We got a lot of news that dropped yesterday in the NFL. Good news for NFC East fans, yeah, I think. But uh, not so good news if you are a Lamar Jackson fan. Nonetheless... All of it on today's show, on this beautiful Wednesday, hump day edition. Salute to the Bomb Squad for coming through. Appreciate y'all. Bomb Squad! But yeah, man, this this, uh, this, this rumor, if you're a wrestling fan, it came out of nowhere like the RKO. I don't even want to call it a rumor because because it's not. It's, it's, It's just guys gathering information on this specific position and then these insiders reporting on it. Now, the other rumor, is, the real rumor, is the DeAndre Hopkins thing. And we'll get into that uh, in the roundup. And I'm going to tell you why that's not as far-fetched as it may seem on the surface. But we're still talking about the Cowboys, man. But, yeah, this whole tight end situation came out of nowhere. What's good with y'all, though? Russell Dyer, or Dyer in the chat. Gregory Nobles, Captain America. Chris Swain, or Chris Wayne, Swain in the building. Chris Davis as well. We got Stephen Jones burner account. I can't even pronounce the first one of that one. Nicholas P, what's up? King Element, Euro, uh, INC, Alpha Mason, Mark Smith, 215. Khalil was goody. Peter Rizzo, so over it. Uh, Bro2, is that? I get that right. Bro2, what up? Nobles Royalty, S to B. Joe Dagoon in the building. CJ in the building. All of the Regular bomb squad members are in the building. Appreciate y'all. Uh, Timo, I see you. Towboat tie, I see you. Toxic Tom up in here. Gene Jones, the Gene Jones. Yeah. Also, as somebody comes in here, you can call into the show if you want to talk about today's rumors that are swirling around. 351-999-3787. We'll get into the phone lines after the roundup uh, and possibly after I talk about the position that... <laughs> that has seemed to rise to the top of the Cowboys draft, which is crazy to me, but uh, we'll talk about it. We'll talk about it. Uh, Who else is up in here? TC915, good morning, good sir. Big Flock91, and many more coming through. King Element, I see you. All right, look, let's jump into this. I want to talk some Cowboys with y'all. I got a lot of things I want to get off my chest about this particular position. If you watched the show yesterday in the afternoon, 
uh, Vasan Boy Live. We talked about it briefly, but today we're going to dive all the way into this situation here. And I want to do it with y'all. So here we go. It's time for the morning roundup. Round them up, boys. Hey, yo. Before we get to, to Cowboys happenings, the NFL still is moving around us. I know as Cowboy fans, we like to, everything revolves around us, of course. The Cowboys. But there was some things that, that got shaken around the league, and I think the number one thing that shook yesterday uh, was Daniel Jones and the New York Giants agreed to a four-year, $160 million deal. A.K.A. the Dak Prescott contract. <laughs> That's how I feel. Look, man, I, I'm not trying to poo-poo on Daniel Jones. Get your money, right? But if I was a Giants, I, I would have I would have tried to see what's up with Lamar Jackson. Bro. So, speaking of Lamar Jackson, the Ravens placed a non-exclusive tag on Lamar Jackson, which gives him the ability to negotiate with other teams, and then if the Ravens don't want to match, they get the two first-round picks. I was a bit confused at this Ravens situation, okay? Like, why are they not trying to acquiesce to Lamar Jackson if he's their franchise quarterback, et cetera, et cetera? But the more and more you dig, the more and more you listen, it sounds like this is the NFL and its owner's and I, if you could see me with air quotes, I, I, I'm no reporter, so I can say it. In a way, colluding. In a way, colluding together, basically stating, nah, man, that whole contract that Deshaun Watson got last year is not a precedent we want to set. Thus, this is why I guess Lamar Jackson is not getting the $200 million guaranteed deal. And when you look at the Derek Carr now, Daniel Jones... Geno Smith, all, all of these guys are not Lamar Jackson. But nonetheless, these other quarterbacks who are not getting these guaranteed, fully guaranteed type deals, I think the league is sending a message to the Cleveland Browns, sending a message to Lamar Jackson that this is not going to be tolerated. So you hear yesterday all these teams coming out saying I'm out on Lamar Jackson, which is wild, but it could be a situation where they're just like, hey, man, we, we can't set the precedent that fully guaranteed quarterback contracts are a thing. Quarterback contracts are already tricky, but fully guaranteed quarterback contracts could be even scarier for these NFL teams. So as I'm diving into it, one side of me, man, look, I want Lamar to get his bread. The other side, I get why these, I get why he's not being signed right now or why the Ravens, I guess, aren't signing him. I guess injuries have things to do with it as well. I thought, do they not believe in his kid, which is wild to me because he's I think he's a really good player. He's a franchise quarterback, but you do have to take into account the injuries. But the bigger factor, in my opinion, is I think the NFL does not want to set precedent to fully guarantee. And that's what Lamar is trying to get. He's trying to get the Deshaun Watson contract. He's trying to get a fully guaranteed contract. And I don't think the NFL wants anything to do with it. This is going to be interesting how this plays out because a lot of the teams that said we're out quote unquote on Lamar Jackson 
or some of those teams picking in the top 15. This is really, really strange. Former NFL MVP can't get signed. Wild. Uh, other Giants news, Saquon Barkley got the tag. Another running back tag. That's three of them. Interesting. Uh, the Jets met with Aaron Rodgers, so he could become a Jet possibly. You know? uh, the Bucks release Donovan Smith, the left tackle. The Cowboys? No. Yeah. I, I never was big on Don. Donovan Smith was a, a he's a solid dude. I guess he, you know, he, he held it down there as long as he could, but I felt like the Cowboys always whooped on him. So maybe that's why I wasn't high on him. Uh Dolphins release Byron Jones, who if you guys remember came out last week and talked about how the NFL's medical practices um are suspect and it sounded like he was retiring, but apparently he's not. Will he get blackballed for coming at the NFL? We'll see. But he's released. Then the Falcons re-signed Lorenzo Carter to a two-year deal. Former, I believe, New York Giant. So that's kind of what's going on around the league yesterday. We'll see what happens today. A lot of things keep shaking as we are approaching free agency next week. We'll have a free agency frenzy show or shows throughout the week. Or next couple weeks, I'm sorry. Cowboys probably won't be involved much, but it'll be fun to monitor it as an NFL fan. A lot to take in right there for the uh, Around the League segment. Now let's get to these rumors. Look at all these rumors surrounding me every day. Apparently, the Cowboys are monitoring DeAndre Hopkins' Trade market. Now, normally, I'd scoff at this. Normally, I'd say, man, what are you talking about? Who cares what the Cowboys are looking at DeAndre Hopkins' trade market? But because the interest of, of trading for a receiver was real at the trade deadline, because the interest to get Odell Beckham to sign him was real, I do think they could be sniffing around DeAndre Hopkins to get a sense of what it would take to get him here. But that's about it. Because a lot would have to happen. A lot would have to shake to make this work, in my opinion, for Steven Jones. I think they'd have to talk him in or talk him out of an extension, number one. Right? He's got two years left on his deal. They'd have to talk him out of a real money extension. Maybe they can do something where they put void years or fake years to spread out the money. But a real money extension, I think they'd have to talk him out of it. And number two, I think they'd have to get Arizona to agree to take some money. On a, It's kind of a larger scale version of what the Dolphins did when the Cowboys traded for Robert Quinn. He had a hefty contract. The Dolphins said, we'll take some of it and we'll take your six round pick or whatever it was. And they shipped him off. Now, I'm talking with the Cowboys hat on, right? Like, how the Cowboys would think. Y'all know how I feel. Me, if I'm if I'm acquiring a, a DeAndre Hopkins, I would try to make, figure out the, the money, the cap, whatever, to be able to spread it out so the first year and second year is not such a massive cap hit because I, th- I think he's something like $30 million on the cap, which is crazy. You clearly don't want that. But I would look at this as a short-term hump type of move. I'm not looking at we're getting DeAndre Hopkins for five years. I'm looking at I'm trying to get DeAndre Hopkins, and I'm trying to win this thing with DeAndre Hopkins two years. And then you deal with dead money and whatnot after that. 
I don't think the Cowboys would ever look at it that way. I think the Cowboys would say, okay, Arizona, you're not going to take any cap. Okay, DeAndre Hopkins, you actually want an extension. We're out. We're good. I think that's how they would approach it. Um, and I do think you have to get tricky with the money. You, you, you can't trade for DeAndre Hopkins and take a $31 million. I don't think it'll be the full 31 right? But you, you can't put $20, 25000000 million on your, your cap when acquiring a DeAndre Hopkins. So maybe it would be best to extend him out two more years and you hope to get three years out of him in the fourth year you could walk away. Sometimes you got to take the risk. And I think DeAndre Hopkins is a guy worthy of taking the risk. That's that's just kind of how I feel about it. But I don't think Dallas would do it. More rumors. Look at all these rumors. Me every day. Again, I don't know if this one is, is much. I guess you could still consider it a rumor, especially if nobody from the Cowboys are saying this. However, John Machota spoke, I think, with Walking the Boys, it was, um, on one of their podcasts, and he said he believes that cornerback is the likely pick, but tight end is definitely in play at 26. Now, look, Cowboys Nation, I know we had some fun with Darnell Washington. Look, when we we were talking about Darnell Washington yesterday, we were having a little fun. I didn't even know this existed. I didn't know... This was a thing. It was after the show. Uh, is That's when I've heard of this. And then I hold, heard another audio that we'll get to here in a second. And I'm like, oh, so, so tight end is for real. Machoto went on to say drafting a tight end as early as pick 26 is more in play now than I thought when I left for Indy. Again, out of nowhere to me. Out of nowhere. So, I did not have Cowboys drafting a tight end in round one on my bingo card. Did not do it. Um, After discussing more about this with Vach and, and just sleeping on it and whatnot, I came to the conclusion yesterday that clearly if you're taking a tight end, I think it's a it's a luxury pick because I, I truly believe you you have your tight end one. We'll get to that in a second. Maybe I could just gloss over this. However, it wasn't just Machoda who thought that the Cowboys, you know, or the, it was the only one I thought the Cowboys were eyeing tight end. Brian Broaddus went even further. He went on to say, not only. Are they thinking about drafting a tight end? But he believes that they will draft a tight end at 26. Take a listen to Brian Broaddus, courtesy of 105.3 The Fan. Especially if you don't even have to give up a first-round pick, Brian. This is a big opportunity knocking if you ask me. Is there any hope that the Cowboys are going to be in on this for you? No, I'm kind of, I've kind of resigned myself that they're going to pick a, probably a tight end at 26 <gasps> is what I would have to say. I, I just feel like because if, if you listen to Jerry talk about it is, you know, adding weapons and stuff like that. And Bobby Belt, I think when we have him on today, we'll tell you this as well. The more you visit with people in the organization, the more they want to get him weapons. I have a feeling that there's going to be a tight end on that board better than a wide receiver. And, that, and just in the draft, I, I'm just looking at it from a drafting perspective. I'm I'm not expecting them to go out and move a second round pick. You know, I, I mean, I, I, me personally, I was part of a team that did that, though. 
You know, I was Mike Lombardi did it when we were in Philadelphia. He says, Brian, you got to be on the board better than Hugh Douglas in the second round. I said, no, absolutely not. He goes, you, you want to move the two to get Hugh Douglas? I'm like, yeah, of course I am. You know, I, I think that's the same way with the Cowboys. But it's a different time, a different era. They, they you know, the, the way they spend money and stuff or the lack of it. I just don't think. I, I'm, I'm going to, if they're going to add a weapon in the first round, it's Jerry Jones talking about having a, having a Travis Kelsey type of a tight end. Mm-hmm. And that's what he's going to go try and find in this draft. And if he's going to get a wide receiver with some name value, he's going to go get OBJ and he's exactly. not going to have to trade for him. Exactly. Yeah. You. And exactly. you're not going to give up capital. And yeah. and he clearly is smitten with, with Odell Beckham Jr. But honestly... Well, they've done the most legwork on him. 100%. That's, that's the reason why it's one of those things where, you know, people are like kind of getting on... You know, getting on uh, the Cowboys or, or getting on the, the guys, Michael Gelkins of the world, that are reporting about, mm. you know, them making a big move. A big move to them would be to go get Odell Beckham. That right. would be a big move right well, now. Well, and, and he's, they're probably right when that whole, because the whole thing came out about a week ago of Cowboys are, are, are looking into a big move. Big move for Dallas could be blockchain.com is now a part of their organization. That could be a big move for Dallas. Uh, Odell Beckham, big move. But when we're talking about uh, Nuke Hopkins, DeAndre Hopkins, to me, that would be a, a big move. But I don't. I just don't think they'll do it. They make good points. They don't have to give up capital. They can go get Odell Beckham, uh, possibly on a low-risk, high-reward reward contract. But drafting a tight end in the first round. Okay. We're in that weird offseason where... News like this drops, we'll investigate it. So I, we let's investigate. Let's talk about potential early round tight end options because I don't think there is many, in my opinion, in the first round that you're taking. That's not to say that the class is a bad class because I think it's a quality class. However, we're talking about pick 26. We're talking about drafting a tight end in the first round. There, there ain't five of them. Uh, there, there's, there's hardly three, but these are the three names that will come up when talking about tight end early Dalton Kincaid go from Dalton Schultz to Dalton Kincaid probably the best receiving tight end of the bunch right here these three guys I uh, didn't really participate too much in in the combine but he's he's the best of this bunch from a receiving standpoint but I would not expect a ton from a Dalton Kincaid uh when it comes to run blocking right when it comes to the blocking prowess but again, put a pin in this because I, we'll talk about a guy after all this that I don't think you need to do it. But Dalton Kincaid is a guy the Cowboys uh, met with, so clearly uh, they are on his radar. Then you got the the big guy, Darnell Washington, six seven, about two seventy, damn near, and ran a four six forty, athletic dude, the, and, and a dual threat potential is what I use because I didn't utilize him as a pass catcher much at Georgia, but he has that potential. I think Darnell Washington is the most intriguing option here because he does offer that high floor as a blocker with kind of that unknown ceiling as a pass catcher for a team who could be looking to get a little bit more blocking out of this tight end. I think if he comes in, he instantly is going to help you in the blocking department, in the run game department. And I feel like Lunda Wells uh, or Lunda Wells would fist pump in that draft from if they were to take a Darnell Washington. I think a lot of people would feel queasy taking the tight end in the first round, but I think he'd be happy about it because he's a tight ends coach. That's what they do. And then you got Michael Mayer. 
who is probably the the most well-rounded guy uh, combo tight end of this bunch right here the consensus tight end one um coming into this draft six four lost a couple pounds 250 uh ran a 470 into 40 he's the guy that's the most proven bunch of this bunch from a, a, a rounded aspect but likely the, the least athletic if we're talking about from an athlete standpoint but he is the consensus tight end one now let me just say this i am not for drafting a tight end in the first round if they were going to do it and there's some people that have mocked mayor to the cowboys even kincaid I don't really see the reasonings to listen, y'all. I don't think mayor moves as well as Ferguson. I don't think Kincaid offers as much in the blocking department as Ferguson. I don't think Washington is more polished of a receiver. as Ferguson. So what I'm really trying to say is I think you got your tight end one already. I think you got your tight end one. Now, Dallas did run a whole lot of 12 personnel last year, right? 31%, which was six in the NFL. So you could argue they're looking for a more sturdy tight end two, but you're not you're not spending a top pick on a tight end two, right? You're not doing that. So I don't know how to take this. I don't know if this is a smoke screen. I don't... I don't know if they are like, hey, we, we've watched the film on Ferguson. We're not we're not high on it. But I'm going to tell you how I feel about the room and about the player. I feel like Jake Ferguson is your tight end one. Y'all know I've, I've, I've jokingly called him the baby Kelsey. And Kelsey comes out and, and he says he reminds him of, of himself. So when you hear Broadus talk about they want to get a Kelsey type. I say, damn it. You got one. Now, you could say, well, Sky, they, they want more of a pure pass catcher. They want more of a, a Kincaid type. I'm going to say. Motherfucker for what? Why? You got to. I think Ferguson can be that guy. I mean, again, Mayer's not moving like him for, for what it's worth. I don't think Washington is, too. Look, as, as athletic as Washington is, when I'm, when I'm talking about running routes and getting in an open field, he's more of a tank. He's more of a tank. I feel like Fur got a little bit more shiftiness to him. And, and I don't think Kincaid gives you that toughness in the run blocking department that I think Ferguson can do, having that linebacker background uh, coming into college and playing in the Big Ten. So I just don't think taking a tight end in round one makes any sense. Well, what about some other guys, guy? What about later on? in the draft there are some other dudes who stood out at the combine and the cowboys actually met with one of them schumacher from michigan is is one of the guys that the cowboys met with and from an athletic standpoint a lot of dudes stood out from a tight end position according to the res score the relative athletic score which i love to to take a look at not saying this is an end-all be-all but i like to see how athletic these guys perform and then, then go see if it matches up with the tape. Uh, Schumacher was a guy the Cowboys met with. Musgrave stood out. And Kuntz was the top of the list in regards to uh, relative athletic score. Now, when I saw that, I said, I need to go watch a little bit of this cat. Six foot seven, 
250 finesse player. Um, most most definitely a, a finesse player, a a receiving guy. Long can go up and get the rock. A little bit plotty to me. I, I I mean, you see this this RAS score, but when I when I watched him, I, I didn't I didn't think it added up. I didn't see that on the film from a route running standpoint or from a open field standpoint, from a at the catch standpoint, from a high point of ball, uh, contested catches. You saw some of those qualities. Not a guy that's going to block block his ass off, in my opinion. But if you're talking about trying to upgrade tight end too, I think you're looking at these type of guys as opposed to these guys because these guys if you take them in round one are coming in to supplant a jake ferguson and i just don't see the need to do that i feel like let jake ferguson cook let him get in the groove with dak prescott and i think you'll be rewarded for it we can go even further cowboys we we can talk about the historical data of taking tight ends in round one we can do that but we don't have to. We can talk about historical data of, of some of the top tight ends being taken in round three, four, five, uh, or undrafted. You're talking about, you know, all-timers. There ain't many, though, that you take in round one that go on to exceed or live up to that pick. So I don't see the need to do it. I feel like you can stay put um, and, and get one of these other guys and, and roll with a, a Jake Ferguson at tight end one. Now, Maybe McCarthy is is trying to morph himself into more of 12, maybe. Because historically speaking, Mike McCarthy didn't use a lot of 12 personnel in Green Bay. That wasn't what he did. But he did go out and get the Martellus Bennett's, the Richard Rodgers, the Jimmy Grahams, the Jarrett Cooks, the Jermichael Finleys, and they were his guys. Again, there's a lot about this offense we just won't know quite yet for quite some time. But if... McCarthy is looking to kind of go back to the Green Bay ways where he had a tight end that he featured. Jake Ferguson. I've got my guy. Feature him. If McCarthy is, is going to try to do what he's what he's done with Kellen or what Kellen has done, let's say, over the last couple of years where the, the 12 personnel package is used a little bit more, maybe they're looking to upgrade tight end two, bump down Peyton Hendershot to three, which I don't mind, honestly. I, I think Peyton Hendershot could be such a utility tight end three not your normal blocking tight end three but a guy that you can move around and then you have a traditional tight end two that you do 12 personnel things with or 13 right we had a cool package of 13 last year that dallas never really went back to so bottom line and in closing don't see the need to take a tight end in round one if they took a darnell washington i said this yesterday I probably wouldn't be mad, but then I thought about it. I said, wait a minute. There's probably going to be somebody on that board that I want more than a Darnell Washington. So I'll probably be a little bit ticked off, and then I'll come around to it and get over it. But I uh, just don't see the need, Cowboys Nation. So how are we feeling about this latest rumor of the Dallas Cowboys eyeing tight end in round one? Look at all these rumors surrounding me every day. Don't see the need to do it. Don't see the need to do it. Uh, Iceberg says the West Coast is deadly with the receiving tight end. You got one. His name is Jake Ferguson. Let Jake Ferguson cook. 
Let him cook, man. Uh, we need a flipping corner, says Jedi. Toxic likes the idea. It lines up with McCarthy and having control of the offense. You like the idea of taking a tight end around one or the idea of, of, of investing in tight end a little bit more in a draft? I think there's I think there's two separate conversations, right? Maybe I should put this in the chat. How many people are for the idea of taking tight end around one? I should put that. Because I think there's two conversations. You can, you can say, hey, I don't mind taking another tight end at some point in day two or three of the draft. But your first round pick? That's heavy, man. That's heavy. I'm all right with not taking a, 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 a veteran tight end. Toxic, you got a call. You said, I'm reading between the lines. What what are you reading between the lines on taking a tight end in round one? You're saying it because it, I guess, McCarthy. But McCarthy has never taken a tight end early. Like, ever. McCarthy has always signed guys or drafted guys and developed them. So I think you got to call in to me and um, explain a little bit more. Because, because I'm looking at our tight end one right here. I don't see the need at all to draft a tight end in round one. This guy is good. Let's talk about it. Danny got a lot to say about the situation. What's good, Danny? Hey, yo. Good morning. What's up, Sky? Listen, man, I'm at a point where if Dallas takes a tight end in round one, I'm going to start like uh, playing cornhole, watching that cornhole game on ESPN. It's ridiculous. It's probably the deepest tight end draft in the last 20 years. I know Big Mike likes his tall, big, athletic tight ends. But at 26, they'll be the number one right tackle on the board. At 26, they'll be the number one middle linebacker on the board. I just don't see the need at 26 for a tight end when – I don't know if you remember, a month ago, a month ago, I called up on Koontz and said the kid's a beast. When I say a beast, does he need 25 pounds? Yes. To be a complete tight end? Absolutely. Yeah, he finesse. Right now, that kid's just a red zone threat. Yeah. But I also told you he was a day three guy. To me, he was a day three guy. And now Dwayne, uh, Dane Brugler got him going round two. But there's still a million other tight ends to go on that'll get you to day three. Big Mike wants to run the ball. He he's acting like we got the great wall back there. Well, we better draft some offensive linemen. And my biggest problem with Tyron is by keeping Tyron, Tyron's played 17 of the last 50 games, has not played a full season since 2014 by keeping him on the team you have to carry two additional linemen or draft an additional lineman early because when he gets hurt in preseason and now we got to slide tyler smith back to left tackle who's playing left guard yeah as crazy as this sounds Connor mcgovern is probably a, a top two Guard in the free agency class this year. So, like, you tell me you're a smart man. 
how do we pay these general managers, these coaches, millions of dollars, and they all sit in an interview room and say, yeah, I think bringing Zeke back, that's a good idea. I think bringing Tyron back, that's a good idea. Uh, but I'll see, that's the thing. The, the, general ma- the general manager is your owner. So th- 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 this is different here. I don't think any general manager, like real general manager in the NFL, would do that. But But we're dealing with Jerry Jones here. And I agree with you 100%. But do you honestly think Jerry Jones at 81, 82 even knows who an Orlando Brown is? No. No. You know, and it's like I said it last year. We're running the same team back. How do we even draft a running back? We draft a running back, we got to put him to IR. If we're coming into the season with Zeke, Pollard, and Malik, we got to put him on IR. Oh, I see. So, like, I mean, listen, I'm, I'm just frustrated, but, like, tight end at 26, come on, man. I'll take an offensive lineman. I'll take a middle linebacker. Yeah. What do you think of this? Nolan Smith. In closing. He's two in closing. Nolan Smith, two thirty eight. Throw twelve pounds on him, which ain't much, and put him in the middle. And that's my closing. <laughs> oh, that's heavy. I don't think I I don't think I'd do that, but but I I would select Nolan Smith one hundred percent. Uh, he'd be probably one of the best players on the board, the best athletes, and, and he continues to allow you to have a deep pass rush, and not just for this year, but you can let, you know, Dorrance walk, and then, you know, Nolan Smith fills in. Now you got Sam Williams, Nolan Smith, and Micah rushing the passer, and then D-Law goes. I mean, shoo, that's a that's a hell of a now and future in regards to a pass rushing department, uh, and then you could just continue to build around those dudes and build around your pass rush, really. So you could turn that into – a long-term solution. I'm taking Nolan Smith over any of these tight ends. So. All righty, I'm out. Great job as always. Talk to you later, Scott. Thanks, Danny. Appreciate you. Yeah, Danny was high on 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 Koontz and and part of the reason why I wanted to go look because when I saw his name pop up, I said Danny brought up Koontz. Let me go check him out. I'm much like you. I look at him as more of a day three dude or end of day two possibly. Uh, red zone finesse wide res- or receiver type tight end but not really going to give you much thing in the blocking department, not going to give you much as a yak guy. I think Ferguson just gives you, he checks all the boxes for you. They don't see the need to, to, to take a tight end early to try to get somebody that maybe does something better than him. Um, I don't even think that Kincaid is that much better as a receiver. Now, Darnell was better than him in his run blocker, but is it worth that first round pick? I don't know about all that, man. Uh, Toxic, tell me why you like the idea of taking a tight end in round one. First off, good morning, Sky. Love morning, to see Sky. that you're live streaming in the YMCA gym locker room. Really love that. <laughs> Shout out to the Y. No, I'm at the star, bro. At the star? Oh, at the star. Okay. Um, before I get into this, so I don't get eviscerated for this, I am not No, 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 no. no. Don't, I'm not going to eviscerate you. I'm curious because maybe you'll change my mind. I am not saying Vontae Mack no matter what. That's not what I'm trying to say here. I look at this as when, when an organization is in the offseason, there needs to be a, 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 a set of goals. What are we trying to accomplish other than winning a Super Bowl? What, how are we going to get there? And the moves that the Cowboys have made thus far is saying to me that, Mike McCarthy, this is your show. This is your baby. 
you are now going to have more say. And now listening to Mike McCarthy, like in the press conference, saying that now he's able to get the coaches together and just talk scheme for hours, and he has right. more more walking around power, I would say, and at the star. <laughs> when I hear him saying that we need to get Dak more help, and then I hear this through the draft, what I like about this is that what we're hearing is congruent with what has been being said by the people that matter. That is the read between the lines in this all. If the board were to fall and let's say, for instance, a CD lamb type thing happens again. Yes. I would be upset if you passed on better talent for a tight end. But if you're saying to me that Mike McCarthy and his scheme with this offense is saying, I want to give Dak the best Dak, the best chance to succeed and we have a Jake Ferguson. I like Jake Ferguson, but I can get him someone else on top of that, and I know how to use him the correct way. And that they're talking about tight ends, which, I mean, Travis Kelsey is nothing like a tight end the Cowboys have drafted over the last 20 years. So that, too, to me, shows that maybe now they're actually looking at a modern approach to tight ends rather than I just want a guy that can block really well and occasionally p- catch the ball. I don't so think that's, that's Ferguson. That I have. So, but then, so let me attack. I the agree. First. Let me let me let me touch on the first thing. Um, I didn't. Mm-hmm. I don't think I need. I, I don't I think I know I didn't. I didn't need to hear that Titans an option for me to believe that McCarthy has say power whatever in the direction of this offense, especially in the draft. Mm-hmm. Um, I, yeah. I, you know, when it comes to drafting, I I do feel like you know Jerry leans on McClay, which leans on the coaches, and they get the guys that they like. Uh, that they want mm-hmm. per se to to fit, whether it be defensively or offensively. But I didn't necessarily need them to say, "Hey, look, McCarthy's a tight end guy. Uh, you know, they like these tight ends. They're going to draft one in round one." For me to, mm-hmm. to, to to have the evidence that McCarthy's the dude now running running the things on offense, um, because that's what it sounds like you're saying. You sound like you're yeah. saying because of this news, it's, it 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 adds up with, "Hey, this is McCarthy's baby, right?" Yes. Yes. Yeah. See, I didn't and need if that. you look at yeah. If I look at the past, and I remember in the past two seasons, you would bring up, hey, the offense looks weird. It now makes more sense why the offense was weird, because you have two men who are trying to put two different philosophical and ideologies onto a game plan, and it just looks janky and wrong. And it makes me really wonder, even before that snap, even they took the field, what else were these philosophical differences affecting? And it makes me wonder when they were in the draft room, was Jerry talking to Mike McCarthy or was he talking to Kellen Moore and saying, what type of players do you need? And if you're trying to build a car with parts from different vehicles, it's not going to run right. To me, if you're saying, hey, yeah, and it just doesn't make sense. I like the fact that, albeit, if you're passing on better talent, I won't like that. But if you're saying to me that, we are now on the same page finally, and I'm getting what this head coach wants for his offensive scheme, for his established offensive coordinator, Marty Schott, or excuse me, I did it again, I that uh, junior Schottenheimer. To me, that is a, a philosophical step in the right direction, which we have not had in the last few years. So that was my read between the lines of it all that we don't have Karen Moore in here saying, well, I want this because I can make any wide receiver look good. So other than that, I'll leave it to you. Love the new set. Glad you're back and uh, have a good week, everybody. Salute. Appreciate you. I will agree that I think this is McCarthy's 
this is this is his baby. He he's going to do everything within his power to to try to make this thing go. Now it's going to be up to the Joneses to provide him in free agency with with more help. Uh, I think in a draft, that's where these coaches got the most push, um, push back, the most say, whatever you want to call it, with the Joneses is in a draft. They'll give them more leeway. When it comes to free agency, I just don't think they have any. When it comes to trades, when it comes to getting rid of dudes, I don't think they got any say. I think that all comes down to Stephen Jones uh, and Jerry Jones deciding on what to do. When it comes to the draft, I do feel like McCarthy and the boys got some say. And, and maybe maybe what Toxic's saying is McCarthy – Wants to go get one of these guys in the first round. Mm. I wouldn't do it, but that'll be very interesting. That'd be very interesting if they take a tight end in round one. That was not on my bingo card. Reek, what's up, man? Hey, what's going on? What's going on, Scott? What's up with you? Cooling, cooling. What's going on, Cowboy Nation? Uh, Grand Rising to everybody. Uh, my my thing is that I'm loving that it's only going to be one one voice in the locker room that's going to be heard the loudest, and that's Mike McCarthy. Because I believe in Mike, and I I really believe Mike believes in uh, Dak Prescott. You know what I mean? Because he knows he's a tough guy, and Mike seems like he's the type of guy that loves tough guys, especially at the quarterback position. Uh, my thing is, uh, my thing is that I like the fact that people, especially some some of the YouTubers, certain ones that's shitting on Dak Prescott, I'm loving it because when he wins and he do a damn thing in this system, I'm gonna come back and rub it in your damn face. And the people they know who they are. But other than that, um, I think that we're gonna get some of the pieces that we need on this team because I think Mike McCarthy is, has a little bit, like you said, a little bit more leeway with Jerry Jones to say, hey, hey Jerry, we, we need this. Like, you know what I mean? Give me that. You know what I mean? Uh, and, and, then, and then Quinn, too. I really believe that they're listening a little bit more uh, because we, we're not hearing too many leak outs or what they about to go do. They might say something, but they're not really saying anything at all. And I like the fact that Mike McCarthy keeps a tight lip about everything because I'm tired of that wow. glitz and glamour era in Dallas. I'm tired of that glitz and glamour era in Dallas. I'm ready for the tough guy era. And we're going into that. We're we more further into that because I don't think they like the way that they lost. The reason I'm saying that, I don't think the way – the way that we lost last year, the last couple Reed. of years left a bad taste in everybody's mouth. What's up? What make you think glitz and glamour is going away with Jerry Jones at the helm? I'm talking about the attitude of the team. You know what I'm saying? I mean, going it, away I from, could argue. I could argue. Jer- Jason Garrett was not a glitz and glamour coach. J- Jason Garrett was a football guy. All right, so. You know, I'm just, I'm just no pushing discipline. back. I'm just pushing back on the glitz and glamour. So I don't think that's going anywhere. So he had no discipline. You, Mike has discipline. Uh, well, he, he had did. no discipline to over the team. I, I already I believe that these that. guys respect. What makes you think he I got feel like no? These guys. What makes you think Mike? Robin? Well, if we're talking about discipline when it comes on the field, the Cowboys are the most penalized team under Mike McCarthy. So ain't nothing really changing that department. Look, only reason why I'm, only reason bad? why I'm pushing back on that is because I, I know you, you hyping up Mike. But when I hear you say no more glitz and glamour, I'm like, bro, you're looking at the wrong person. 
If Jerry Jones here, Glitz and Glamour going to be here, good brother. That's all I'm saying. Oh, you got to let the owner do whatever the fuck he's going to do. He's going to do what he's going to do anyway. Oh, got to. I'm talking about for more more when it comes to this team. You know what I'm saying? Okay. I, because like like people have been saying, we a lot of us didn't think that he was going that they was going to get rid of Kevin Moore. A lot of us thought that they were going to get rid of Mike McCarthy because of what Kevin Moore was allowed to do with this team. You know what I'm saying? And I'm happy that he's gone because now we're going to be able to – I think that we're moving into an era that we're going to start seeing some tough guy football on for as far as the Dallas Cowboys. So I'm I'm just excited about it. You know what I mean? Whatever happens, happens. I hope that they build uh, – get some free agents up in here that's respectable and should build through the draft and, and try to uh, shake a move throughout the season. That's what I really want to see. But other than that, Sky, I – Hey man, whatever, whatever's clever, man. I'll let y'all later though. All right. All right, Rick. Peace. Peace. Rick call in. Rick give he give his opinion on the whole picture. He said, "Forget these tight ends. We're gonna talk about the whole damn thing." Uh, yeah, we'll we'll touch on a lot of that stuff throughout the off season. But I kind of want to stick to these these tight end situation here, uh, because there's some good conversation going on. Tight end round one, yes or no in the chat. I really I kind of want to hear from people with the yeses because I think a lot of us are like nah. But I want to I want to hear from people that 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 are for this and kind of hear their reasonings to it. Um, kind of some of what I'm, I'm gathering is is the emphasis of the Mike McCarthy kind of with uh, Toxical saying that hey, this is this is great because now it's Mike doing his thing. Um, and when you go look at the history, like I said this before a lot about Mike McCarthy and the tight ends. In fact, when he got hired, that was one of the first positions I looked at. Um, was the tight end position because he's constantly had some guys there, right? The the Jimmy Grahams. Now they signed a lot of these dudes: Jimmy Graham, Martellus Bennett, uh, Jared Cook, Richard Rogers. I think was actually homegrown. Jared, I already said Jared Cook, uh, Jermichael Finley. Like he's had these athletic dudes that can can get down the field. And again, I'm not saying that Jake is 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 the greatest tight end or whatever, but I mean. I've watched him do some really athletic things on that field. I, I watched him battle as a blocker, uh, get out and, and get his head around after the catch, do some yak things. And maybe I'm just I'm just looking at it wrong. Maybe McCarthy don't believe in, in him. Maybe those Lunda don't believe in, in Jake and they, they want to invest in a guy in round one. But again, I say, just, just show me over the last decade how many of those first round tight ends lived up to expectations within their rookie deal. Because let's be real. We're not first round picks. You're looking at 10 years, right? That's what, that's what coach or that's what coach. That's what Steven said. We went, we went 10 years out of them. Realistically, that's not going to happen for a lot of these first round picks. So let's make it easier. Can I get the best out of them in that rookie contract? How many of those dudes in round one live up to it? And I know you can say, well, Sky, you can't always do that. Hey, certain positions you could say, you know, running back, tight end, historically speaking. Even, even McClay said that. McClay said, I can't ignore the historical data. But you got to take the historical data. You got to take what you got on your team already. And then obviously look at the player. And then tell me if it makes sense. How many? I mean, we're talking, I could just, just do 10 years. We ain't got to do 20. This is the last 10 years with the, with the receiving boom. Maybe a, a, a few. 
Maybe a few. Two six seven. What it is? What it do? Yo, Sky. What's up, bro? What's up with you? This Chris. Yes, sir. What's good, Chris? Hey, I hope uh, I hope the move went well. Uh, happy for you, my guy. Thanks, man. What's on your mind today? Hey, so so talking about the tight end in the first round. Um, as currently constructed, I I would be against it. But if they shirt up some of their holes through free agency, and that's a big if, I I, I wouldn't I wouldn't hate the pick. And the reason why, what one thing you got to consider, right? You build your team to beat the teams in the division. Look around the division. You know, second, third levels, linebackers, safeties. I mean, Eagles, Giants, Commanders. I mean, which one of those teams have? good players at those positions. I mean, Chauncey Gardner-Johnson isn't even going to be on the Eagles next year. So if you're telling me you want to put more tight ends on the field to combat that weakness in your division, then I'm for it. You know, because, I mean, that, those are six games a year that you're going to be playing those teams. But that's currently constructed. I'm not for it. Yeah. And when it comes to the, the three that we were talking about, because let's be real, these are probably the three guys, Dalton Kincaid, Washington, and Mayer. Uh, the one that gives you the the biggest athletic advantage would be Washington because he's a 6'7 dude and he can run a 4'6, right? And 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 he is he's literally like a tackle out there. So if you like if you get him on a corner or a safety, is is and you put it in the area, he's probably gonna have the better chance to come down with it. But when you're talking about just outrunning a guy or out athleting a guy, I don't, I don't, in the route runs or whatever, I don't think he's that dude. I think he's more of a, a tank out there in the open field. I think Kincaid would then be that kind of route runny type of tight end, receiving type of tight end. Now I say, okay, can, is Kincaid significantly better than what Jake Ferguson can give me as a receiving tight end? And I, I don't believe so. You know, some might say, hey, he's way better than a Jake Ferguson, but is he a first round pick investment better than Jake Ferguson? I just don't believe it. Believe that. I think I can get that receiving production from a, a Jake Ferguson. And when it comes to tight end, for the most part, it's about how often are you really going to target the guy? Right. Like, like how, you can have a, a Travis Kelsey on a team that doesn't feature him and he's not Travis Kelsey. Kittle, Ertz, all these guys. If they're not going to feature him like that, he's not going to put up those numbers like that. So I just think it's too dependent on what your scheme is, who your quarterback is, how often they get to him. For me to invest into that position currently, what the Cowboys have, man, it would, it would, you'd have to be freaking Pitts. Right? I mean, you have to be Pitts to well, me. And, and <laughs> yeah, no, definitely. And one thing as well, I I'm, I'm out on Kincaid in the first round. I, I don't want to draft 24-year-olds in the first round. I'm not for it. Too too old. I mean, he, he's the guy they visited but, with. You know, mean, so they're on the radar. Oh, definitely. Well, out of the three, I, I would take Washington. I mean, there's, yeah, there's same. no other about that. I mean, same. If, I'm with if, you. If you're going to take... Yeah, if you're going to take a guy, guy... If you're going to take a guy... Not saying I'm... I, I'm that's my dude standing 10 toes down. There's many other players I take. But if they're going to take a tight end, I'd rather it be Washington because he's already going to come in and help your run game. And he can be, uh, he has the potential to reach a different ceiling uh, as a receiver. 
So I think he's going to come in and be probably your best run blocking tight end in, in, in the damn room. And if you can get him in some one-on-ones, he, he can continue to grow as a receiver. Well, not only that, you forgot the most important part. We need another Washington on this team for Law Nation. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah, Law would love that. I just hope he don't perform like that Washington. <laughs> yeah, oh, man, absolutely not. All right, Scott. I'll talk to you, bro. All right, man. Appreciate you, big dog. Oh, I thought we I had another you. person up in there. Yeah, I mean, this is the consensus, right? These three. We're not looking at anybody else in that in the early rounds. I feel like in K Washington and Mayor, uh, the Mayor Meyer. I keep doing that wrong. Are the three guys? Are the three guys? I just don't think any of these three, to me go over the top that I have to be like, you know what? I'm I'm out on this guy being my my wide or my tight end one. And the tight end the tight end position in the NFL probably ain't what it was 10 15 years ago anyway. Fascinating conversation. Um Miss Myers says Washington is going to be what people thought Sprinkle was going to be. Washington they mess, they mess around some team and be like, man, we're going to move you to tackle. Now, it didn't happen with Marty B, but that was, the, if y'all remember, that was kind of the talk around Dallas, especially when Jason Witten wasn't giving up any any receptions. It was like, dude is so good at blocking, they could legitimately put him at tackle. Tino wants to fix the O-line and draft a DB and middle linebacker. I'm okay with Washington, says Will Anthony, uh, in the first round. Pitts isn't what Pitts is supposed to be, says Ninja Nuts. King said, if we're going to be dealing with a tight end at 26, it better be trading the pick for Pitts. I mean, that's that's kind of where I was at with like, if, if it's going to be a tight end in round one, it, it got to be a freak. Like, and I know you say Darnell Walsh is a freak, but I mean, from a receiving standpoint, like a, like a Pitts, like Pitts is just a ridiculous matchup nightmare. But. I'm just I'm sold on Jake, and maybe that could be my, that could be my bias, right? Remember, remember, McCarthy or not McCarthy, McClay said you got to understand your biases. Maybe I am biased to what I believe that that man Jake Ferguson, Ferguson can be for this Cowboys team at the tight end position, where I, I don't need to invest in one in round one because ain't none of these dudes pits. So, and if you ain't pits, I'm good. Five five nine, what up though? Hey, Scott, how's it going? I'm good, man. How are you? Who this? Professor X again. <laughs> what is it? Professor X. Oh, Professor X. All right, Professor O, your competition's here. What's up? What's on your mind about these tight ends? Oh, yeah, Mr. Myers. My I, bad, Mr. I, Myers. Go ahead. I'm with you on the Jake Ferguson train, man. I, I love that guy. He's, he's a beast, bro, and he's going to get better. Um, but... I wouldn't mind to take uh, that uh, that big tight end you were talking about. What's his name? Uh, Darnell Washington. Yeah, I mean, it would complete the whole tight end room with that guy. That guy's a beast, bro. He's big, and he could uh, open up the middle. Um, and that's all I have, man. Yeah, you know, uh, appreciate the call, man. Again, if it was any of the three, I think Washington for me. I think Washington would, would complement... Ferguson and Hendershot, for that matter. 
Um, I think he would would instantly help in the run game. Um, your 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 personnel package, your twelve personnel package, Dallas ran at thirty one percent, six in the league. I think it, it likely improves uh, because you can legitimately be now they ran out of it and they were good out of it, but you can legitimately run to that left or right side wherever he's going to line up, and um, dare I say be dominant. I mean, let's just let's just play hypothetical, right? Zach Martin, Terrence Steele, Washington. And you run to that side. I'm pretty sure there's going to be some lanes that are created. 205, what's up? What's happening with you, Scott? <laughs> what's, what's good, my guy? What's happening? What's happening, man? Hey, I see all of this. Um, I'm, I am signing to clear, right? Yep, you're good. Know. You're not breaking up today, man. The trap house got you covered. Okay. Yeah, yeah, my house got terrible service. But, um, all right, I see a lot of people saying about the tight end position, man. I don't know about that one, Scott. Like, oh. I like Washington, but that's that's a – I really think he might be experimental, bro. Because, like, the reason I say that, that's we ain't fair. never seen nobody like that. We ain't never seen nobody like that, bro. Like, and and like I said, the, another reason why it's like – I'm I'm questioning it. I'm not saying he's it's not a possibility for him to be able to ball or be great, but I'm questioning it because even in Georgia he wasn't the feature tight end. You know right. what I'm saying? He's he, very he, much he OJ Howard. Tight end in Georgia. Remember yeah, OJ Howard? Like, we didn't know about OJ yeah. Howard as a, as a pass catcher, but you know he would he would have a few plays. And you're like, oh man, there's potential right there. But he was a he was a good blocker. This is kind of OJ yeah. Howard like. Yeah, that's that's my Bama guy, and and he got the, he got the Tampa, and, and Gronk hated him out. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Gronk kept coming back, and then he had, and he he had a good rookie a year too. Howard had a good rookie yeah, year. Yeah, he was dealing with, the with a few injuries. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was crazy for OJ. I, I, I went not mind bringing him in for a couple of coffee, but that's another story. But like, I think we good at tight end, man. I I, I'm almost sure. Like, I feel like we need a wide receiver, bro. That's what I'm. I'm I'm campaigning for a wide receiver, but like I know if I was if I was a GM or something drafting, bro, I'm I'm wide receiver bias, so that'll be my position. You gotta think, Mike McCarthy is a former tight end, sir, <laughs> so that might be his urge to draft a tight end too. No, I'm saying like he might, he might have mean, the same biases as I would, he, <laughs> so he, they he, might he, be on the phone. He likes tight ends, but he's never drafted one yeah. in the first round. I don't even think he's drafted one in the second round. Now things change, right? Like he's he's grown, you know. He 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 could be looking at things differently than he was before. But it, it, they've developed tight ends and, and signed them more than they've they've you know invested. And I say they, I mean McCarthy's era in Green Bay, and they've invested tight ends in, in round one. Uh oh, did we lose landlord? Absolutely, oh, man. No, we good. But uh, one thing I did notice too. Like I thought it was a, it was kind of important to go back and look at Mike McCarthy's track record and when he was the head in command and see how he built his offense, like yeah. the the type of guys that he wanted to have. And one thing I noticed when he was when he was cooking the NFL when he won that championship, he had two good wide receivers, sir. You know what I'm saying? He had Donald Driver and um Greg Jennings. Both of them boys was easy. You know what I'm saying? And, and, so, and, and the white boy, I yeah. always forget his damn name. 
uh, Jordy Nelson. Jordy Nelson, Randall Cobb. He's always yeah. had multiple receivers at one time for the right. most part. Yeah. Uh, until maybe the tail yeah. end where uh, Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams started to to develop a chemistry. So. Yeah, and then like one more thing I do want to say, bro. Like I see a lot of people trying to like, you know, discredit Mike McCarthy for his Super Bowl and saying it was all Rodgers and man, this man won a Super Bowl calling plays, bro. They trying to act like we going, we downgrading. Just like Mike Lombardi said, like, he like, bro, y'all like Kayla Moore is the second cousin or something, you know what I'm saying, basically. He like, y'all act like Mike McCarthy replacing a legend or something. He said, bro, this is not a this yeah. is not a downgrade. This is an upgrade. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I, I when we first hired McCarthy, I was like, people kept saying, well, you know, he wasn't this or that. It was, it was, it was uh, Aaron Rodgers, and I'm like, well, we realize Aaron Rodgers did develop, right? Like Aaron Rodgers wasn't yes. ready right away. He developed, and I think we got to give McCarthy credit for that. And then he eventually outgrew McCarthy pretty quickly, but you got to give him some credit for that, man. Think about this, Scott. It's the last thing I'm gonna say. After we see in hindsight what Aaron Rodgers turned out to be. Bro, Mike McCarthy deserves even more credit. Aaron Rodgers don't get along with nobody. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He's a crazy guy. Oh, don't nobody so like him on his team. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. Mike McCarthy had to navigate that and still win. You know Aaron Rodgers probably been a hard guy to work with. You know what I'm saying? Eventually. It, it's showing that now. It got to that point because he was just so damn good, right? And he had an arrogance to him, and it got to that point. Uh, I mean, he did win two MVPs without McCarthy, but I always go back to everybody was saying it was McCarthy, but he ain't win no Super Bowl without McCarthy. So, I mean, <laughs> they must have did something together good. Shit. But, yeah, man. Thanks. Yeah, that's all I wanted to say, man. Good all show, right, Scott. We, good. we glad to have you back, too, man. Appreciate you, big dog. Y'all make sure y'all check out Land Lord from Alabama later on today. Uh, I watched this weird, like, 30 seconds. I don't really listen to Aaron Rodgers first of all he's boring as hell it puts me to sleep but I was listening to like 30 second clip of him talking to somebody's podcast and I'm just sitting back here like I wouldn't even want to play for this dude like I get him and him and Devontae, Devontae Adams had a chemistry now when you get on the field it's a, it's a different thing right you put all that stuff to the side but being in Dallas we've experienced when you get into the locker room or if you paid attention, you experienced when you get to the locker room, there could be things that could be weird inside that locker room too. And, and with Tony Romo, it was very much, I'm not saying it was exactly like Aaron Rodgers, but there were locker room things with, with, with Tony. Tony had his, his guys, Tony didn't fool with everybody. Uh, he, he hung out with the owners and a goddamn coach, you know, it going to games and whatnot. It was, it was weird, you know? And it's why when Dak started killing in the rookie year, that locker room turned completely turned on him because he didn't have the locker room and and and, and Aaron Rodgers I think it's the same way man these young bucks don't like playing for Aaron Rodgers or with Aaron Rodgers they got to they're young they can't say anything but how would you feel if your quarterback coming out every single week saying man y'all ain't shit <laughs> y'all ain't shit that's not how you do it you know what I mean and I get he's an all-time great and I bet it was hard as hell to work with him at the tail end of um of, of uh, McCarthy's career but watching that interview I'm like man, all his interviews really I'm like man you lucky he he a beast on the field because 
I, I wouldn't want to play with you. Now, if I want my numbers up, though, yeah. But but we've all played sports, man. It it off the field matters a little bit, just a little bit. Yeah, he, he's definitely. It, it says a uh, big man said Rogers is so engrossed in self worship. It's yeah, he's not a dude you root for, man. Not a guy you root for. Russell D, what's up with you, man? Hey, Sky, how you doing? I'm good. How are you? Good, good, real good. Uh, okay, I got I got a few things for you today. Um, uh, talking about tight end, I say no at at 26. No way, can't yeah. do it. And I'm with you, Jake Ferguson. It's a beast. You got to let the guy go. You got to let him go go after it because he's gonna he's gonna be a, a beast. I think. I mean, look at the athletic ability that guy had. Leaping people, running in. He's a gamer too. Yeah. So I say uh, you got you got to just leave it at that. I think. And then what the feeling that I'm starting to get, and I don't know if you are, it seems like the Cowboys are projecting ahead now. They're free agents because they're drafting players to replace them before their last year. Now you look at Ferguson to replace Schultz. You look at now Donovan Wilson. If they're not going to re-sign him, it's going to be Izzy. They're going to drop Izzy in his spot. That's what I see happening now. Um, it looks like it's starting to be a trend now. They're starting to draft players like a year before their contract's up and just start placing them in if they come through during the season. Yeah, I you think know, that's uh, part of their practice. I think it is. Yeah. I truly do believe that's been part of their practice, and, and, and they hope to hit on one of those dudes, and that way they don't got to pay on the other guy. Yeah, and, and the biggest thing is if you're going to let Schultz go, because Schultz is Dak Prescott's number one security blanket all the way i don't care anybody says and probably see these right behind them but if you're gonna do that you better go out and get that 1a wide receiver <laughs> i mean so so you're not wrong about tight end being it's any quarterback security blanket i i not saying you russell but i i used to hate when i heard over the season last two seasons oh man dalton schultz and dak prescott dalton, that's this guy you need to stop throwing the tight ends i'm like uh Patrick Mahomes throws to the tight end all the goddamn time. Like that, that's that's just part of the league, right? Your tight end is going to be your security blank because nine times out of ten, those dudes are getting receptions in the middle of the field and within 10 to 15 yards. So it's everybody's security blanket. But here's what I found. I, 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 go ahead. Go, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was gonna say, here's what I found funny. They use that damn franchise tag on what I consider a, a, a very, and this is no disrespect to him, because if you're a mid player in this league, that's still good, right? Like, is it your top 1% of the, the world? But you spent the tag on essentially a average to above average, you know, tight end. That's not a, a, a game breaker or record or what have you, when you could have used that to go get better elsewhere. Uh, that's what kind of frustrated me about it last year. And I get he was a security blanket. I'm not saying he was a bad tight end. I just was... I mean, it's... Yeah, you're kind of right about that. I never thought of it shows. that way. Yeah. yeah, I never really thought of that, that the tag that way with him. That, that's true. That's a good way of uh, looking at it. Um, but if, if they're going to let him go, I, <laughs> I definitely think they must have a plan. If, if, if they're letting Schultz go, they must have a plan on what the weapon they're going to add right there. at wide receiver. Your plan is... Look, Dalton Schultz should have no... Whether they bring him back or they don't. He shouldn't affect your wide receiver decision at all, Russell D. Because what you had at the wide receiver position after CeeDee Lamb, a career wide receiver five, a dude that was playing on a bum knee and ankle, um, 
a dude that got cut, another dude that got cut, and a rookie that couldn't see the field. They could bring in prime Jimmy Graham at tight end. They better still invest into the wide receiver position. Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, I hope they do. I hope they uh, got a plan for that. I mean, I mean, were you upset that they tagged Pollard? I'm not really upset no. because I feel that I feel that a contract's going to get done before July 15th with him. No, I will listen. I'm not going to be upset when you tag a guy like Tony Pollard. Like Tony Pollard, I think yeah. is, is is a beast. He's explosive. I think he's going to be great for the Cowboys as long as he's playing. You know, he's playing. Uh, now, if they would yeah. invest, you know, ten plus million per over the next three, four years. Well, it, now it's kind of wait and see. I hope they they utilize him as such, and he's not just kind of a you know, 14 touch per game type of guy. Because now it's like, well, I could have just drafted a running back, use that money elsewhere. So, TBD yeah. on on what happens with 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 TP bars. But uh, no, nah, I wasn't upset. The, C- the CBS is already at it again. They were saying the Giants were winners, the Cowboys were losers because they tagged Tony Pollard. What are huh? they talking about? How, what are they talking about when? That doesn't make any sense. The same thing. They did did the same thing. They tagged a. a, The networks are already at it. Already at it. Saying we're losers because we tagged someone paying to a running back from ten million a year, and the Giants just did the same thing. Oh, CBS. (laughs) And I love how no one's talking about how crazy the Giants are paying him forty million. That guy can't win a division game to save his life. He Cowboys and the Eagles own Daniel Jones. And they can say what they want. He hasn't had weapons. That's a bunch of baloney. The guys had Ingram. How did Ingram do when he left the Giants? How did Tooney do? How did Tooney do when he went to Kansas City? How did you know Galladay do before he went to the Giants? I don't want to hear fair. that. Hey, hey, Russell, that's fair. That, <laughs> that's fair stuff. The right guys there. had weapons. Uh, the guy has one of the best running backs in the backfield. You do your thing. I'm not defending on Daniel Jones. I, I, I'm with you. I'm not paying him no hundred. I would have. I would have looked. I would have tried to go get Lamar Jackson. Nobody I would have tried to trade up for another uh, quarterback. I just don't think – I don't look at Daniel Jones. They call him Vanilla Vic. I don't look at him as that yeah. type of guy at all. I, he's not he's even – He's nowhere near as good as Dak he's Prescott. Like a, he's nowhere no. even close People get Dak pissed Prescott. off at Dak Prescott getting the bag. Bro, uh, Daniel Jones to me is like a tier four quarterback. I, I'm sorry. Sorry, Giants fans. Yeah, I just don't think he's that great to me. I think he can run. Yeah, there's just there's just no way. There's no way. But I was kind of happy they did that, actually. <laughs> yeah, right. That's what I'm saying. It's a win for the NFC East. I mean, the dude doesn't he doesn't win in the in in, in the division. Now, I will say this, Brian Dable, I I respect him a lot. And if there was if there was yeah, one thing coach. to keep your eye on is is like, yeah. can this will this coach. will this dude end up doing some some Josh Allen type of situation with Daniel Jones? But I didn't see enough last year for that to happen. I didn't think from throwing the ball standpoint, he he was Josh Allen. So, no. No, no, no. He only had 15 touchdowns. That was it. <laughs> Dude, is that what? passing the ball. I think the Giants <laughs> got scared. Uh, they they realized. I, I, here's what I think, and, and I'll, I'll close on the Giants. I think the Giants yep. expected to, to have a top 10 pick this year and was like, we'll take one of these quarterbacks. And then what ended up happening is they, they you know, skated by, got to the playoffs, won a game, and now they're like, we can't let Dan Jones go now. So so they kind of got yeah. put in the corner. Yeah, and then they, they, and they had to pay that money. I don't know. It's, I don't know. It's good for us, though. That's all, that's all I know. Yeah. That's all I really got, Sky. I'm just uh, – I'm, I'm, I'll, I'll close that with this. I'm really excited for uh, the Cowboys next year because I really think that Mike McCarthy – 
uh, I, I think that I think Jerry Jones went to Mark McCarthy and said, "Hey, here's the deal. We're going to give." I think he feels more comfortable giving giving you know the, the reins a little bit to Mike McCarthy. I think the Cowboy fans they're mistaking if they don't think he's going to be around for a long time, and I'm I'm kind of okay with that. And I think that Jerry Jones it says, "Okay, uh, Mike, this is your team. Let's see what you got." And that's what, pretty much I think we're going to see. Uh, and I'm really excited about him running the offense. That's all I got, Sky. Have a great day, and I'll listen on off there. Thanks, man. The unknown is what excites me. It, it, that, that's that I have to be real. The unknown, right? Like we finally got rid of Kellen, so so there's this unknown of what we could we could be as a Cowboys offense. Uh, but but you gotta you gotta be selective in your excitement, man. Because if you just look at it from a uh, from a, if you step back or you look tunnel vision, tunnel vision from a tunnel vision standpoint. Ain't a whole lot to be excited about just quite yet because we free agency hasn't happened. We haven't made any moves, any trades or whatever. Um, you're probably going to lose players. Typical Dallas stuff. But that part of it, the unknown about what this offense can be uh, in the direction of Mike McCarthy does excite me a little bit. I saw the name of the wide receiver pop up here. And I think that's the the first was it Wednesday. The first... Um, on the clock draft series position, I'm going to talk about his wide receiver. And if you follow me on Twitter, ask Skywalker still, you will know the receiver that I'm extremely high on. And I know a lot of people are not high on this receiving class in general. We'll save that conversation for later. With that said, they still need to invest in it. And I'm going to just say that. The Dr. Will show, Professor. Uh, real quick, we got one, two, three callers left on the line before we do that. Let's take a quick coffee break. Talk about our fantastic sponsor, Boston Scientific. In the U.S., more than 39 million men suffer from ED. If you are one of them, hit up Boston Scientific. They created edcure.org to help you find your best cure. To get started, you head on over to the website, take a quiz, and you learn the severity or risk of ED. If you've got a condition, they've got customized content for you, man. The fastest way to find your best cure is to contact an ED specialist by browsing a list of experienced physicians in your area. Visit edcure.org, brought to you by Boston Scientific. It ain't hard, but you can be. You're listening to A to Z Sports. Do it live! At some point, hoping to broadcast in front of the millions of Cowboys fans to bring you the real. But for now, strap up and here's your host, Skywalker Steel. I'm Luke Skywalker. I'm here to rescue you. We'll do it live. I'm 100% positive. This was not the reaction that Boston Scientific intended. I urge them to never look into the comments. Ever. Just stay away from the comments. Watch the read. Leave it at that. Go run the numbers. I am not <laughs> the face of you, man. Uh, let's see here. You already know, Swain. I'm waiting to get a little bit, a few more sponsors so we can, we can mix it up a little bit. Uh, I've actually, tomorrow we bring back what we're going to do with the Cochran firm, by the way, free shout out. 
is they'll be featured once a week, and we'll get our guy Brian from uh, down at the Cochran Firm will call in. So they'll be back. That'll be fun. And then Fridays, we get the uh, Hattie B's. I, I did not, King Element. Not at all. I'm not going to lie to you. When they came to me with this, this sponsorship, whole time they talking and they're being serious. And I'm just back here like, do y'all have any idea who runs this chat? Like, who's in the chat? Do y'all have any idea about the viewers? I'm just going to let y'all know right now. We can do this. We can get this bread. But it ain't going to go the way you think it's going to go. So just stay out the chat. Oh, well, that's where we go. All right, cool. All right, now. I'm with a bomb squad. Bomb squad! So <laughs> on you, man. 478, what it is, what it do? 478 going once. Hey, we how go. you doing, Skywalker? How's it going? Good morning, good sir. Hey, good, good. Hey, big fan, good fan. Huge honor to be on today. Oh, thank you, man. Hey, I appreciate um, that. Hey, no problem, man. Hey, I was just um, looking at, uh, well, actually, I just want to touch on the uh, couple of calls with me talking about the uh, tight end position. And, um, you know, uh, being a Georgia fan, you know, national champions, you know, no, no. Here we go. No disrespect to Texas. No disrespect to Texas, but, you know, national champions. But, um, I'm telling you, uh, if the Cowboys do not get B. John Robinson at 26, okay. which is a possibility, I would take that Darnell Washington. And the reason why I say that is because University of Georgia really, even though they have a good team, they really underutilize some of their players, in my opinion. You know, I, I'm a track and field coach, and one of my uh, runners, for former runners, was one of their flankers kickoff returners. Okay. And I'm telling you, yeah, Georgia is is, is deep. And yes. imagine if you put Darnell Washington along with Jake Ferguson and Hendershot. And our philosophy now is really concentrating on running the ball. You know, we we yeah, we we you know, well, uh, uh, Will Clay has has done a, a fantastic job. Uh, of, of getting some players on so, the team. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I, I trust in Will, especially early in the draft. So eventually mm-hmm. we're going to have to play the game of, we call it the Vodge game on, on Vodge and Barty Live. Make sure y'all check us out, 3 o'clock Central. Yes, um, yeah. We play a game, we call it the Vodge game, where we say, we talk ourselves into a player that we like, but then we have to add the context, right? We got to add, add the real-life context to it, right? So now you say Darnell Washington... Uh, Broderick Jones, if you, if he's there, uh, Darnell Washington, no, your boy Nolan Smith, Darnell Washington, a Porter, or one of the top corners, Darnell Washington, one of the top tackles. You know what I'm saying? So now we got to play the. Yes, we like the player, but is mm-hmm. that is is selecting that player above maybe a position of better need or a better player? It, would you be okay with that? Now it depends who's on the board. Yes, sir. I would go for not just the need, but if it's looking at me, I'm taking it. Just period. I'm taking it. Just period. Period. You know why? You know why? Because okay, okay. Uh, uh, Dallas. Dallas is is, is pretty good uh, uh, in, in end zone. Uh, you know, in, in the red uh, zone. You know, in the red zone. I'm sorry. Yeah, in yeah. the red zone. Okay, they're pretty good in the red zone. Okay. 
Mm-hmm. Darnell Washington, you throw that ball up in the air, none of the defensive backs are going to get, you know, they're not going to challenge it. They're not going to challenge it. He is that talented. I, when I would be watching uh, uh, Georgia games, every time it comes to him, that boy just snagging it out of midair. Yeah, I mean, he is, dude, he six is foot red seven. Killer. Yeah. Six foot, yes, sir, 270 pounds. Runs like a, what, a 4-5, 4-5? 4-6, 4-6, 4-6. He's a goddamn tackle. You know what I'm saying? That, 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 that. Yes, sir. <laughs> they, 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 hello, hello. There we go. There we go. That's yeah. what I'm talking about. Yeah, he's he's a he's he's a you know what I'm saying? he's a different right. type of uh, physical freak than Pitts. Pitts was yes. a physical freak from yes. a receiving and and and, and yes. finesse standpoint. Darnell was more of a powerful physical freak. Right, right. So so now now you can now you can you can help that in a lot of play action. You can run the ball, and now you can take more shots downfield if you get that receiver from the free agency. Now, well, that's a conversation we we could we could play with here. Is now, if you go out and you address wide receiver in round one, you go out, maybe you sign a. T- I guess no, a no, lot no, of people no, no. Not wide receiver round. I'm one. sorry, I'm sorry, He's not receiver. Yeah, free agency. That's what I mean. If you go out and you address wide receiver in free agency, you go out and you address a cornerback. What, whatever you go out and address these these actual needs prior to to the draft with real uh-huh. dudes, not 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 bargain bin guys. I think the conversation mm-hmm. can shift to being more okay with taking a tight end. I think right now the reason why, at least me, I can't speak for everybody. I'm like, hey man, yeah. there's just no way in hell that I can I can argue tight end right here vehemently like you because I just understand that we got other things we gotta we gotta take care of first that are more important exactly. in my opinion. Exactly. But if they exactly. take care right. of them, if exactly. they take care yeah. of them, I I think mm-hmm. that there's a situation where you could you could be like, all right, I'm not as upset or what have you if they were to do that well it go it now it gets back to my other thing getting talking about will clay he has developed uh uh okay well we, we could say the joneses too let's, let's give him let's give him credit they have developed a good stock of young talent in which now we can go for it on three on free agency we can look at letting lve go and getting the Bobby Wagner on a one-year team. I mean, once give me one-year, uh, uh, one-year contract. We could do that. We can, we can go for it and still have a, a, a whole group of young talent. That if things don't go right according to plan, we still have a stable. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I know it's cliche. We say this, it, you know, M. Will McClay, we trust, but I just truly do. I think he does things, mm-hmm. uh, he evaluates the right way. Um, he mm-hmm. self-evaluates. I, I believe in what Will McClay, and this is why I wish he could mm-hmm. have the full say as a general manager, and, and maybe exactly. some, maybe yes. someday he will. Yes, 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 yes. I'm trying totally to find 100%. three tight end set that, that, uh, from that Bears game. My bad, brother. But, hey, man, good call. Yeah. What's your name? My name is Ralph. Ralph. Good call, Ralph. Appreciate you calling in, man. Hey, Professor <laughs> O, P- Professor O, we got another another Georgia fan in here, man. <laughs> you like the Braves? Hell no. Oh, okay. Ain't a I like fan. the Mets. I like oh, the Mets. Okay. All right, well, never mind, Professor. I thought we'd go two for two. All right. I uh, appreciate you, big dog. <laughs> All right, bro. Thank you. So I, I, mean, I should have asked him: Is it is it, is it Georgia bias uh, that he would take 
he would take Darnell. Period. Here we go. Here it is. Here it is, y'all. Here it is. Here it is. Uh, let me see. Apologies if this don't work. Nope. Here we go. Boom. So this was a three tight end set from um from that Bears game that we ran with with Schultz, Hendershot, and Ferguson that we really never went back to. Right? Like I think we might have ran it a few times in green bay but we never really went back to running it like this which again just just blows my mind with kellen moore man like you saw something you put something on film that clearly gave teams that team trouble and if your intention was to use it to never use it again what the hell are you using it for in a week seven game week eight whatever week this was against the chicago bears why not wait to bring this package out against the San Francisco 49er team that seems to have you and your quarterback's number and you don't have a damn answer? Did we run this at all in the Niners game? Nope. So, just frustrating, but I just kind of want to watch this with y'all as, we, as we're talking here. Let's get, uh, did I just get 255 or no? I don't believe so. 255, what it is, what it do? Oh, wait, let's run that What's back. Up, My bad. What's up with you? Hey, man, we did run the set, not against the 49ers, that three tight end set. But I remember we ran it. We was running it against one of the games. It would be the last game of the season against Tampa Bay. We ran that formation. And I was like, man, we need to run a play action out of it. And we did it, and we hit a big play against one of them teams late in the season out of that formation when you're talking about that. Right, right. Like, and, I, and I'm talking about running it, it great. running it the way we ran it against Chicago. I don't recall us doing it in that manner. Right where they had the we three, didn't. not a, not. I'm not talking about thirteen personnel, not thirteen. I'm talking about the three tight ends. They had Ceedee Lamb in the backfield and a receiver on the outside. Most of the time, it was Michael Gallup. Like I don't recall us running it in that manner, uh, in, in this hurry up style. The rest of the season, I think they did something similar, and I don't even think they even used Ceedee Lamb in the backfield against Green Bay. But I just don't recall it the rest of the year. But somebody, maybe y'all can help me out. I don't remember doing it like this. Yeah, but I want to call and say tight end in the first round, I think, is not smart. Um, I've seen – we drafted Martellus Bennett in the second round, who was six foot six, I think. How good was Martellus Bennett for us? Like, well, he was well, okay, but he was nothing spectacular. Wait wait a minute now, let me – because, look, man, now look, this is me and my biases. I always thought Martellus Bennett got the, the raw end of the stick in Dallas. Now, you could argue – Jason Witten was still in his prime, right? So he never was going to get a chance to shine. But Marty B had four touchdowns right. his rookie year. He was a problem in the blocking game and a menace in the red zone. Like, Marty B was good for Dallas. It's just he never got an opportunity to shine. And then he was a bit outspoken in that locker room and, and was upset at, at Jason Witten or whatnot. Uh, but what happens when Marty B leaves? He goes on and becomes a Pro Bowl player. So I don't think they missed on Martellus yeah, I mean, Bennett. I just don't think they utilized him. Right, we didn't need him when we drafted him. That's that is fact what you just said. Yeah. But I just don't I think I think the whole tight end thing must be a small screen because I'm with you on Jason Freddy. I don't know about the whole beef everybody makes because I'm not gonna give him that after this rookie season, but do I think he could be good? Yes, one hundred percent. Plus I think whatever tight end we get in our system, Dak loves the tight end, so I think they would do be successful in our system anyway, no matter who we had there. Uh long as he has a little talent. But I don't know if Dallas is throwing a small screen because they want to get a running back. Maybe I'm not. Uh, oh, I'm not gosh. opposed to dropping a running back in the first round. Oh, God. but I'm not all for it either. But 
I, everybody keeps talking about this Bajan Robinson, this Bajan Robinson. Yeah, Bijan. Yeah, maybe that's what they're trying to get. Yeah, Bijan. Maybe they're trying to get him. And but I think we need to draft best player available because every time we draft based off team needs or system scheme, we miss out on a great player. And I don't want to do that again. And I feel like we need, really need to build around. Not everybody keeps saying build around Dak, build around Dak. I've seen Dak have weapons. I'm not saying he doesn't need a wide receiver. That's not what I'm saying. But I feel like we need to build around Parsons. Parsons is who we need to build around. Um, Parsons needs help. He's the only one creating everything for everyone else on that team. When we need someone to take the pressure off him to where he can get to the quarterback. We need guys that can keep the keep them not focused so much on him. I think I th- we need to build around Parsons on defense. I think the best way to do that is through free agency. <clears throat> I don't I don't so. there's not too many Listen, Mark Parsons is generational. Like, I get it. Uh, who was the cat that had a good rookie year last year? The cornerback, Sertain. Uh, Sertain, oh, you know. Certain. But but let's but but defensively, if I'm going to build around a guy and try to take advantage of, of a guy like Parsons over the next two years, I'm going to get me a couple proven dudes, a Deron Payne's of the world. You know what I'm saying? Dudes that's going to come in here and instantaneously be a problem and help other guys around him. Not saying a rookie can't eventually do that. But I think the issue with Dallas, and again, I don't mean to go all the way in the weeds, is that when you rely mostly solely on the draft, we have to take into account the growth, the growth, the growing period. We have to take into account the learning curve. So by the time a player is at his peak, it's usually year three or four. And you're 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 not getting the most out of that guy until you get to that point. So you're wasting like two or three years, maybe four, depending on the guy. Until he hits that type of peak where if I go get a guy that's already there, that has been a beast in this league, that can come in right now and then compound it with a rookie that can help you out in spots. I think that's the best way to, 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 to do it, specifically on a, a defense side of ball, because you're not they don't need a guy to get them to rock. Right. They can just go out there and, and, and just play. But uh, that's how I would do it this year. I would actually go out in free agency defensively and, and, and quote unquote, build around Michael Parsons. I have another question, too. What do you think about the Cowboys? I, I read that the Rams, I know we need a wide receiver. And I'm not big on rookie wide receivers. To me, I think they take two to three years to develop unless they are uh, generational spirit, right? But there's two wide receivers that I like and that nobody's really talking about for us. The number one guy I would like for us, because I think he could, he was a great, he could play inside and outside. He's a great route runner. I don't know what his, what the compensation would be for him for his, like, uh, contract. Jacoby Myers. I love Jacoby Myers. I think he would be good for that. And I think he would play second to C.D. Lamb doesn't take away from C.D. Lamb's no more status. And the second guy I'm interested in, we would have to trade for him, but I heard the Rams would eat eat some of his contract would be Allen Robinson. Probably would have to give up a lot for him. And he could come in and play second fiddle to C.D. Lamb. What do you think about those two guys? Not at all. I think you got that guy on the roster. Who, Michael Gallup? We should have never signed him, but that's just my opinion. Oh, I don't. I, I'm with <laughs> you. I don't. Guy. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't want to sign him either. But, but I think the Myers and and the the Robinsons are Michael Gallup. Uh, if I'm going to go get me a guy in free agency or trade, I'm going to go get me a a DeAndre Hopkins. I'm going to go get me a Brandon Cooks. I'm going to go get me a McCole Hardman. I'm going to go get me either one of them ones or somebody that that can offer a, a different aspect to what, what's already here, like. I just think the Myers and the, and the Robinsons of the world is, is the same mold of a, of a, a Michael Gallup. So now I'm putting out 
and I'm not saying CD is purely possession. Like CDs is is different. But I'm putting out three guys that no none of them offer me anything different, right? Whether that be exceptional hands or exceptional route running or just being that dude in regards to um uh DeAndre Hopkins or speed like a McCole Hardman or a guy like Cooks who can do so much for you inside, outside, and, and, and is a veteran in this league. I, I'm good. I'm good off of Myers. I'm good. I'm definitely good off of trading for Allen Robinson. No way, no, no way, no how. I guess. All right, man. Thanks, sir. Yeah, appreciate the call, man. I thought he was actually about to talk about the receivers in the draft, which I kind of want to hold off on this. One second, y'all. My chat got kicked out. Boom, boom, boom. Bring y'all back. Uh, all right, we're back. Um, yeah, I'm gonna hold off on receiver talk. I'm gonna try to get foot. So I'm gonna reach out to foot, see if we can maybe talk about this tomorrow. I hate the offseason, man. It's so slow at this point. You gotta try to layer this stuff out, slow roll everything out. But I really want to talk about wide receivers. Um, because there's a specific guy, and, and I do think it's a need. Um, and if they are really looking into DeAndre Hopkins, this could change a lot of things for the draft for the Cowboys, but uh, Shundra's see, we talking about DJ Shark. Didn't we talk about receivers free agency-wise already? We did the Catboy criteria, guys. Uh, but we never really did the Jerry, what we call it, the Wildcat and Jerry types. There ain't too many in the receiving um, free agency, but there are some guys that can do out, go out and try to trade for or the few, like a Shark. Uh, T. Higgins is a trade, Mr. Mr. Myers. <clears throat> DeAndre Hopkins, Odell. There are a couple, of, a couple other Wildcat and Jerry options out there. 202, send us out, man. 202, you are live. Okay, I'm sorry. It broke up for a second. It's all good. Um, see, see, you just cut me off with what I wanted to talk about, what the receiver's thing. But um, my problem with the whole no tight end in the first round is I don't see a first-round receiver in this draft. A lot, I'm hearing that a lot of, so a lot of people no, say that too, yeah. So I so I get that part of it, and I understand, like you said, it takes a while for tight ends to develop and become the guys they're supposed to be. And I'm high on Hendershot. I'm high on Ferguson. on what we have at tight end. I'm not even just Ferguson, McEwen being there. I get that. But we're talking about basically Ferguson is kind of everything in a Jason Witten kind of mold, but more athletic. And then Hendershot is just like utility dude, guy. You can set him out, yeah. The same way they do with Kelsey, yeah, absolutely. Like, so I don't need to double either one of those up. If we're talking about my homeboy from Georgia, I'm like, okay, well, now we got a dude who can walk in and be a blocker, and we can develop him to be a receiver. That makes sense in terms of just team building. Um, as much as I love uh, Smith and Jigma. He's not ready to come in where we play CD the most and help us. Uh, as much as he's a decent and growing, probably. What do you think? What do you I, think? JSN. Because we like we we would love to play him in the slot. So, you know, I'm what not I mean? sure. Yeah, how, how long you been how long you been following the channel? If you don't mind me asking, I'm not familiar with the with the number. On, okay, well, I'm I'm platinum with Botch from a long time ago. Gotcha. I got to you. Do the same thing. Okay, we're talking about five years. Like, oh, oh, it's been a long time. Oh, well, you've been with Vosh for five. No, years. I'm in. I'm in it with you. 
Oh well, okay. So then I mean, yes, yes, yes. I know, I know you, you've been on here. Like, I, I mean, I, I got to the whole crew. Puts is from DC. I'm from DC. My name gotcha. is KG from DC. Reason like, I, I know the crew. Reason okay, cool. Reason why I ask is because what I'm about to tell you, you probably heard me say this before. Um, I think mm-hmm. that CD Lamb should be given more opportunity on the boundary. I would like to see him be working more downfield on the boundary, more as as that that not necessarily have to be an X, although I, I think he can compete there, but you got you got Michael Gallup to be that. So I don't mind bumping right. him out for a guy that can come into the slot and do some things for you. Uh, if JSN is going to be here, he's been a slot guy for the most part. I think he can operate in the slot. I think he's comfortable there. I think him and Dak could could, could connect much better than a Tober. Tober coming from the small school and, and, and not really – you know, being able to pick it up quickly, I don't, I don't see that being a case with 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 Njig. But now I could be wrong, right? Tobert was just more talented wrong. than everybody else he played against, right? But there's there's another dude. There's there's another guy I like. There's there's a lot of guys I like. They not may all they may not all be day one. But here's the thing, bro. We're picking at twenty six, so there's going to be first. There's going to be like multiple Tennessee first dude. round picks for Robbie. Talking about like the other side, Tennessee dude. Uh, Hyatt, Hyatt, Hyatt's a, you know, that's a, that's an option. No, no, not, not, not Hyatt, the other one. The, the other one. one. Uh, I forget his name, but I know you're talking about. Uh, I forget his name, too. John Oney was just talking about him. 6'3", 6'3", 4'5". Johnston, the, the, the TCU kid. Is, West is, Coast type of receiver that I just heard um, Brian Broaders talking about him last night with uh, with uh, Billy Bell. And I, and I was like, oh, okay, that kind of makes sense. But let me, let me, really I'll just tease our round. thing. All that's not fine and dandy, but Zay Flowers is the guy I'm talking about. He's a guy that I would, I, love that I would 100%. Like, there's, there's going to be like three, maybe four receivers taking around one, maybe even more if they get on a run. Like, it's going to happen. No matter what the consensus, people yeah. believe that, oh, there's not a real first run. There's going to be like four of them taking, y'all. Like, it's, it's going to happen. There's always a run. There's always a, there's run. Always a run. And I talked about this yesterday with uh, not to be trite guy. There's, there's draft commandments. That people say that is a no-no. Oh, small guy. Yeah. Oh, slot guy. Oh, off-ball linebacker. Yeah. But to me, if a guy is a playmaker fit, I ignore it. Yeah. I ignore it. And what do I mean by playmaker fit? Not not just a general playmaker, but can he be a playmaker that fits into what we need here? And he does that. He fits an explosive need and he fits a positional need. And he doesn't, and he allows, in my opinion, CeeDee Lamb to kind of bump outside more often than not. And, and allow Zay to kind of eat in, in the yak department. He can get downfield with the speed. Like, I'm just a big fan. I, I, I personally, know, JSN is the route running guy, and then to me is Zay. You know what's unfair about even having this conversation is that we've been so stuck in the old type of offense for like 15 years that six we just two, have no yeah. idea how. Yeah, we, we got a guy that we how, want. He got to be 6'2". Yeah. He got to run a 4'5". One, yeah. 6'2 guy who runs a 4'5". So we have so many of them. It's like, I don't want to say we're tired of it, but we also don't know what McCarthy is going to do with it right. when he decides, right. oh, but for this one, this is how I want to change this. I've seen how I messed up on this. I've seen how Keller's messed up on this. What can we do to juice this up? As Tillman, Steven that's his name. Say. I almost said Tillman. Tillman is the other guy, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but that's the thing is like we're we're reacting to all the things they wouldn't give us before, and also trying to look into the future and say, Man, hey, that's a great what point. could we do? That's and, and so that's I'm a having a hard point. time when we talk about these tight ends, and it's like 
yeah, you're right. This doesn't make sense. I and I even put a chat. I want a corner. I want a linebacker. I want an offensive lineman at 26. But if you're telling me that the top three of all those are gone, and this dude from Utah is sitting there at 26, Kincaid, give me that. Yes, give me that if you're going to tell me that he's that guy and you're going to use him in the right way. Boom, you're there you go. Boy, you're, saying some things. Does. you're saying some things. Here, here's, here's my take on, on, on the thing. I don't think you necessarily... And I know I'm talking too much. I apologize. No, no, no. You're saying some good things. I should have wrote down the one part. Uh, I don't necessarily... I'm not necessarily out on the, the prospect in general in regards to a Kincaid or Washington or Mayor, but... If you're going to draft one of these three dudes, I, I, y'all know how I feel about Washington. I think he offers more durability for you. But if you're going to draft a, a Kincaid, then damn it, you better use him, right? Like, don't take him in yeah. round one and now he's tight end two or, or you know, he's a guy that's just going to be, you know, three reception a game type guy. He has to be featured now. And I said this last year about like Dalton Schultz. Like you said about Yes. I said, if you're going to tag Dalton yes, Schultz or pay him a lot of money, you better feature him. He better be a guy that now it, teams have to account for and not because, oh, he's just a security blanket, but because he can do X, Y, Z. And we have no history of, of showing that. We have no right. history of showing that, so I don't know how to feel about that. Right. And, like that, and, and that was the second that point. Went to Atlanta. The tight end. That was the, the second point that Atlanta. I'm talking so, about Pitts. Right. Hold on. But that's the second point that I thought you made. This that was is just a, great a wide receiver, though. Yeah, he's he's a, yeah, he was a receiver with the you know we we were making fun about it last year, but the second point that you made that I thought yeah. was a good point was that we we are stuck in the well this is what we do on offense under four years with Kellen and then prior to that this is what we do on offense with Jason Garrett we don't really know yet what we're going to do with the Mike McCarthy, and we had that same yeah. thought process with Dan Quinn when he got hired, we were like hey this yeah. is what Dan Quinn has done, but we don't know what Dan Quinn's going to do here. We know what Mike. We know what Mike Nolan did. We know what Rob Marinelli did. But we kind of had to sit back and see how Dan Quinn was going to do things, and that worked out. And then he shook all of us with drafting Michael Parsons and standing on the table for that, and nobody knew he could do what he did. Yeah. So, like you had said before, like, hey, well, what do we? What happens with first round tight ends? I was like, and I said in the chat, I was like, well, dude, nobody took off ball linebackers to be the best pass rusher in the league either before Micah. It like it's weird unless somebody has a vision. And I just don't know that we have the vision. I just I can't be opposed to it because we've seen that certain things are possible. Indeed. Hey great call man. Appreciate you uh calling in. Appreciate you man. That that's that's something I think we do definitely have to talk about more in the in the community or just in general is understanding that we don't know what McCarthy like he was along for the ride. It is clear as day he was along for the ride. He came out and said it. I, I this is the most fun I've had since I've been in Dallas because now I'm in these rooms putting these things together. So, and not, not not just for not just for tight end. That's that's the topic of today. But just in general, and and as much as I want to know about X's and O's, this is, we're not going to know anything until we get to rookie minicamp. And then once we get to actual minicamp. Um, but we'll be able to get little crumbs and hints based off the guys they sign, based off the guys they draft, they interview, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, to be honest, this is a perfect trade back position. I always believe when you're in the twenties, trading back would be great for you to pick up an extra one. 
But when all the good receivers are gone, the Cowboys might be forced to draft a good tight end and run all double tight end sets. Well, they run it 31% of the time. Maybe that increases to 35. I don't think you, you should go too crazy on it. But um, Brian Broaddus, he said that he believes the tight end on the board is going to be better than the receiver. Uh, Iceberg, he likes Kincaid as a better receiver and athlete than Jake. That that could very well may be true, but I don't think he's so much better that I would invest a, uh, a first round pick on him. That's kind of where I'm at with the Kincaid situation. Like he's the the best receiver of this bunch. Uh, if he can, if he's going to be drafted, then he has to be featured. Like this can't be a situation where he's drafted and he gets I don't even got the numbers. Twenty two receptions, twenty three rece- twenty five. Like Jake Ferguson, I take a back seat. Kincaid is going to have to be your second or third option like at least yes your third like third option might be low right first round pick man you 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 got to be one of my ones and if you're going to be the third option then you better be like a cd lamb rookie year type of third option where you're getting what do you get like 86 receptions or something like that so I, I just don't believe he's that much better than a jake ferguson in this i say this type of offense we don't really know what this type of offense is but in 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 this league like Got to be pits. That's how I look at it. Like, if you're going to be a tight end, I'm investing in round one. Given what I got already with Jake Ferguson, you, you got to be so special at something. And I'm not saying that King K is not good, but the word special, I wouldn't use. I wouldn't use. Just my opinion on it. I think that'll do it for the calls, man. Appreciate y'all calling in. Good stuff. Let me get to some of these super chats on the way out. Shaq said, what if he's Kittle? Kittle was drafted in the fourth round or something like that. I could, what if he's all these dudes, right? Now, I know I'm jo- I joke around. I-, I call Jake baby Kelsey. Like, <laughs> I just say. So if I if, if I feel like he's little Kittle, I feel like I got a little Kelsey. Tomato, tomato. Uh, B-Bird, drop one in the super. Super chat. Said if they're serious about tight end, that means a vet receiver. And I think we brought that up earlier, right? Like, if you're going, if you tell me we go out and we get the the, the receiver, we get the corner, we get it, you know, whoever else in that first round has options, but they dudes in free agency. And yeah, once you get the 26 and you take a tight end, it takes a sting off a little bit. Kittle and Kelsey both were drafted third, fourth round types. Super chat. B Bird also said we got way more issues than tight end. 100% agree. 100% agree. Right now, that could change. Super chat. Lord Nova says $2 donation. It says, you're the man, Sky. Keep that content coming with the fire emojis. Thank you, Lord Nova. Appreciate you, big dog. We're going we gonna to try to keep this, this, this content rolling in this weird dead period. Super chat. And then Sully dropped one earlier. said, it's funny. We will play copycat and go after a Kelsey type for a mix match, but won't copy the mother because I've been going to the bowl and semi go all in you know suddenly i didn't put that together you're right they they come out and they and they talk about oh we want the next kelsey oh we want the 
they want to copy this, copy that when it comes to this specific, uh, you know, player. But then we going to shit on what L.A. does or what San Fran does or what, what Philly does from a team building standpoint. It ain't making sense to me, Joneses. And then Dro drop one. Super chat. Says Michael Mayer is a cowboy type of tight end. Good at everything, but not great. High IQ, great character, reliable, independable, for sure. Uh, I, I considered him of those three the most well-rounded guy. And you're right. He is definitely, remember we kind of joked last year, they got a type. I ain't got no type. They got a type. Mayer definitely fits that type to a T. And that's why he's been drafted or he's been mocked to the Cowboys. And I can get it when it comes to the tight end position. And I think a lot of people that are doing these mocks don't really follow Dallas, right? So they look into the tight end room and they say, oh, they're losing Dalton Schultz. They got two rookies from last year coming on. One only had 19 receptions. The other one had like 12. Oh, man, they need a tight end. But we watched, right? We watched Jake. We 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 know he was drafted in the fourth round to really supplant a, a Dalton Schultz. And we see the potential in Jake. That's why I don't see it as a, as a need and i'm hoping it's a, a smoke screen as we speak here march 8th because if they do not address certain things in free agency boy it's gonna be tough passing on one of the better tackles if they're there one of the better corners if they're there one of the better uh rushers if they're there hell i take one of those linebackers you know i take one of those linebackers good stuff today man Really good conversation, really good opinions. I still got more work to do uh, looking at some of these dudes. I, I, You know, I appreciate them coming out saying this yesterday because it made me go take a look at these guys even more. Trey G said, look up Will Still from France. Is that real? Oh, oh, he's a soccer, a soccer. Oh, okay. I mean, I look him up just because he got the same name as me, just spelled differently. People who bring up King said people bring up LA are hilarious because that's such an extreme example. Yet we don't want to go, we don't want to go that extreme. That's why I said last year, like we don't want to go that extreme, but you can take some of their practices. Look, people don't say this is a copycat league for nothing. Dallas just tends to not want to copy nothing. I'm I'm copying all this. Me and Jesse, we, we have a fun about this when it comes to play calling. I'm taking all y'all plays. And I'm gonna freak them tweak them whatever and it's going this is my playbook because why not it's football man ain't, ain't ain't no patents on any of these formations give me that give me that uh bobby said this front office is drafting b john robinson if he's there at 26 yeah well i mean look i won't be mad at that player the hell he's a, a damn good player the damn good player. If he is there at 26, which I don't think he will be, better use him. Better use him and abuse him and keep it moving. <laughs> use him and abuse him and keep it moving, man. Kind of how I feel about these tight. I don't think you need to draft one in, in round one. You can get one when, you know, in those day two and threes. And then when they done, I don't think you really got, unless they kittle in Kelsey, right? Those types. I don't know. You got to sign them dudes to long-term deals. Just keep it moving. All right, so tomorrow we might talk about these receivers, man. Y'all got me fired up uh, talking about this position. We might have to run back some of the guys we talked about for free agency. 
we did briefly talk on uh, D Hop, Nuke Hopkins potential. And did y'all hear that? Like Jerry talked to Odell Beckham's mom. So obviously Odell Beckham is still a potential option, but I want to talk about these, these rookie potential rookie uh, receivers coming into the league. And I want to do it with foot. So I'm going to reach out to foot and see if we can get him <clears throat> on the horn to begin our first episode of the on the clock series, where I'll try to grab a bunch of my YouTube and cowboy friends, whether it be foots, Jeff, Vach, uh, Koye, guys that I know are watching some of the uh, uh, law round table, right? And then and I'm going to try my hardest to get dudes like Dane or whatnot, but then, man, them dudes are busy as hell. And um, I know I know um, Tuck is in is in the film room with these rookies too. So, yeah, we're going to try to reach out to all our guys and, and just have some draft conversations with them. So make sure y'all stay tuned for that. Hit that like button if you enjoyed today's show. Uh, share it too, right? We got to sharing is caring. That helps grow this thing. And if you're new and you're not sure what's going on here, but you like what you see, hit the subscribe button. If you don't like what you see, you like, man, let me let me look around a little bit. Feel free, man. We got a ton of content uh, via YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and of course on the website, a to z sportsdallas.com. Oh, and Professor O, we still we still gotta try to get our segments too um, on this. So hit me up. With that said, press this button and get up out of here. Hi, Cowboys Nation. Check me out later on the Vox Lombardi Live show. Today's Wednesday, so we're talking Cowboys. We're talking Cowboys today over there. Which talk draft to. Usually rolls around into the same damn thing. Appreciate y'all. Get out of here.